There are about 2 billion English language speakers spread across the globe. When people find themselves with different first languages, English is usually seen as a common language for them to communicate in. Known as a lingua franca, there is not one specific variety of English that applies to everyone. In fact, many young people have their own language identity and slang heavily shapes this. I'm Samir Mirali and in this series we hear from fellow young people as we discuss language, culture, upbringing and most importantly, slang. This is Slangua Franca. Today we speak to religion, politics and society student Zobia about slang in lectures, slays and source. But she begins by telling us all about her cultural identity. I identify as British Pakistani, so like Britain more than anything, to be honest. I wouldn't really, I'm not that connected. As in, I love my like cultural identity. What sort of languages do you speak? Or have you spoken growing up? I only speak English. Sadly. As in, I understand, like, Punjabi and a bit of Kashmiri, but I can't speak anything else. And I can say, like, a few words here and there, but I only really speak English. So you know a touch of Punjabi and Kashmiri. What about Urdu? No. Not at all. As in, I can understand it, but um, Urdu's quite fancy. So looking at your language and your slang, more importantly, it's going to be shaped quite a lot by English rather than anything else. Yeah, pretty much by English, by, like, by my friendship groups, the areas I've kind of grown up in. Would you say you're a heavy user of slang in your language? I am, but it's not like I'm conscious of it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just second nature to me. I'm not like, oh my God, let me throw this slang word in. It just happens when I speak. What kind of places are you from within the UK that will have informed the slang that you use? So I grew up in South Harrow, um, like when I was younger, and then I moved to Watford, and I hate Watford. But um, I feel like, yeah, so I guess I guess South Harrow had an impact, but I think it was mostly kind of my friends and where my friends were from, and the people around me, and like the words they used, and I just kind of picked up on them. Because South Harrow, Watford, they're more North West London. Yeah. Would you say your slang is a North West London slang, or, or would you not categorise it? as such I wouldn't I think it's, I don't know how to categorise it because I don't think of it in that way because it's just it's literally just how I speak it's not, I'm not like conscious of it do you know what I mean um, like if you want to categorise it as like North West London slang then yeah I guess it is different to like South London slang and East London slang in a way because I've, I've heard like people from those areas using different kind of words and it's different to like slang from for example up north or like in Birmingham or Manchester kind of thing because I have family there and like they say very different words they use very different words even and you said your friends shaped your language as well. What kind of places are they from? Um, so kind of like, kind of the same places as me, but a bit different. So I had friends from like East Coast, um, like different parts of Harrow. Um, now I'm at uni, I have friends from like literally all, all areas of London. Um, like, like Brinsbury Park, East London. And I guess they all have different kind of jargon, which I pick up on. Have you felt your language changing since being at university or is it quite similar yeah. to secondary school no as in okay so I've always used like I've always like picked up on words people use a lot but since I've come to uni like literally every week every week I'm like I find I hear a new word that I like and I start using it like here and there so yeah I, I would say it has changed quite a lot and not, not even just my language but like a lot of my friends they always say they pick up habits from but we all pick up habits from one another so yeah how often would you need to hear a word for it to become part of your lexicon so I hear I can literally hear a word once and I just like the sound of it. 
and I'll just start using it. Well, not even just a word, but like a phrase. So, for example, like, I remember my friend, like, she said, like, she, like when she's telling a story, she'll be like, and with his chest, he said, blah, blah, blah. And I loved the sound of it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So and now I'm always like, with his chest, blah, blah. Or like, even like, verily. Like, verily doesn't sound like a slang word, but like... The no, first, it really doesn't. It does not. It sounds really fancy. But the first, word I, the first time I heard it, I was like, using it all the time. I was like, yes, I love this. It sounds great. So go on then, how would you use verily? I don't know, I'll just, I'll just spill it in, like, whenever. So, like, I'll, I'll probably be, like, telling a story and I'll be like, verily. Or I'll be like, really and truly. I don't know, I don't know how to... Uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not, like, something I consciously do. It just kind of comes out. I'll just, I'll just drop it whenever. I'll be like... It's more like, kind of, when I'm telling a story. And I'll just be like, and verily, like, did he not, blah, blah, blah. So you don't actively notice it, you know, in, in the preamble when you're about to start talking that, you know, I'm going to use slang when I speak or yeah, in no. this sentence or so and so. But do you notice it after you've said it? Like, oh, my God, I just used this word that I picked up on a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, I do actually kind of notice it because I, I say it and then I'm like, oh, I love the sound of that. And then I realise everyone else's reactions when I say it and they're all like, oh, and I can tell they like the sound of it too and they're going to start using it. But when I actually say it, I'm not like, oh, so now I'm going to sprinkle this word in my sentence. It just happens when I'm speaking. Would you ever use it with lecturers or is it something you just use with, you know, your friends oh and my people? God. Similar well, because ranges? I'm not conscious of it, sometimes I do use, like, slang with lecturers. And I really? Go, yeah, literally. I can't give you an example right now, but, I, I, but, like, I know I've done it in the past and, like, everyone starts laughing. Or, like, you know, like, you, like, you and your mates just start giggling. But um, I, try, I do try not to, though, like, when I'm speaking to them. I try to, like, restrain myself, but... As I said before, it's like it comes second nature to me, so it's not. But that's not interesting. Personal. It's so prevalent to your lexicon that you've actually used it in formal situations. Yeah, <laughs> like I do it all the time. It's so bad. I'm not even just lecturers, but like, just like with anyone who's really professional and like important. Do they tend to understand it? What has been their reaction? They get they look a bit confused, or sometimes they've heard it before, so they're kind of used to it, or they just ask you to like say what you said again, or they just ignore it because they know you're speaking slang and they just don't approve of it, kind of thing. <laughs> But I can't lie, most of the time, like, if, say, for example, it's in a lecture and I use it, like, we'll start laughing, so obviously they know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Would you then go in and explain it? You know, this is what it means, this is the context that it's used in. Um, probably not to a lecturer, but I have done it to other adults. Whilst many lecturers might need the latest slang terms explained to them, one who wouldn't is Professor Tony Thorne, language consultant at King's College London, lexicographer and all-round slang expert. It's a strange concept because it's something that everybody thinks they recognise, but it's actually quite hard to articulate what slang is and what it isn't. And it's obviously a highly informal um, register or style of language, which seems to be a, a, a universal. It seems that most, most evolved languages have slang. Um, and it, it, it's defined by a sort of transgressive quality which it must have or it must pose as having. So how do the rest of Zobia's family feel about this transgressive style of speech? For example, my family members, like, my parents find it really funny. But as in, like, they, they, they think it's, like, a legitimate word, so, like, I'll, like, I'll use slang, and then they'll start using it as well. Like, they'll just be like, yeah. They think they're trying to be, like, cool and stuff, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do, they, do you see it spilling onto, you know, the older generation using it in different contexts? Well, some of them are, like, really, really against it, and they just will not. They'll be like, oh, you're not even speaking properly, blah, blah, blah. But then I know, like, my parents, like, I, I want to think of an example, but I can't right now. But um, I know sometimes I'll use the word, and, like, they'll think it's funny, so they'll start using it too. Or they'll think it's, like, a legitimate thing, so they'll they'll just spill it in their sentences, and I'll be like, wait, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I know you said the, the phrase with your chest. I've heard that and I'm hearing it more so. Yeah. Um, how would you define the meaning of that one? Um, so it's when someone says, oh God, how do I explain it without using chest? So it's when like, so for example, Because um, oh. I've heard it in the, in the context of quoting someone, like, um, yeah, like it is, you, yeah. let's say you're expected to meet someone and then you're like, guess what? He just told me that he's, he's still at home. He said it with his chest kind of thing. I don't know, as if he's, he's not even... Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so you do use it. I guess that is right. So, in the, yeah, in terms of context, you do use it when you're speaking of, like, kind of someone else or what they said to you. And I guess it means when someone says it, like, proudly or they say it, like, completely and like, you just don't expect it. It's like, it's not something to be, like, proud of or... I don't know, it's not... I don't know, it's just something to say really, really confidently when you just don't expect it. And it's just like, wow, they, like, he said it with his chest. Like, do you know what I mean? So you're just kind of, you know exemplifying the shock that someone was so open and so frank about something that's not something to be, you know, Yeah, about, and they were so brave and, like, just... Yeah, and you're just like, oh, my God, can you believe he did this? Like, he, can you believe he said that? Like, not even subtle, just really yeah, open about actually, it. Yeah, he actually, like, he literally, like, he said it with full confidence. Like, how is that even possible? Do you think you ever can go through a day without using any slang at all? No. <laughs> I find that I'd find... Because, as I said before, it's not like I consciously decide to do it. It's just, it's just literally just when I speak... And I can't imagine like going through a day without, without just spilling a word here or there, because it's just part of my like it's just part of my language. It's part of the way I describe things and situations. So have you always been like that? Even in secondary school, primary school, do you remember slang being an important, you know, element of growing up? Um, definitely through secondary school, especially because like in secondary school it was really cool to use slang. Um, I'm not sure about primary school. I, I think I probably tried it here and there, but not as much as it is now. But secondary school, I remembered, like, purposely using it to sound cool. Oh, my God, like, remember when everyone said in it? Oh, that was disgusting. I hate that. Yeah, can we not... Is in it not cool anymore? I just... I personally, I find it disgusting. But um, I don't think it is that cool. I, like, people use it, but, like, you know when you use it... If you use it casually, it's okay. But if you, like, use it, like, purposefully, it's just like, ew, what are you doing? Is everyone using it ironically nowadays? Yeah, ironically, or just... You say it without... People say it without thinking, and it's okay. But if you say it, like, fully, like, in it, then people are like, okay, you're right. Like, it's just weird. Like, we left that in year five, stop. <laughs> year five? Yeah. Blimey. We left it a long time ago. It's quite old. <laughs> it's very old. <laughs> I've heard you say things like dem ones. Oh, yeah, I say that for banter because I, I think it sounds funny. Okay, I want you to have a listen to this. So I bumped into this girl on the train, yeah? Like, we're not boys, but, like, we've just seen each other around bears. And she goes, I couldn't recognise you without your eyeliner on. So there was a lot of words in there. Let's, let's have a... Let's take that in a bit more depth, because it's... Are we really listening to my snaps? So I bumped into this girl on the train, yeah? Like, we're not boys, but, like, we've just seen each other around bears. And she goes, I couldn't recognise you without your eyeliner on. I bumped into this girl on the train, yeah, we're not boys, but I've been seeing her bear. And yeah. she said you look different without your eyeliner on or something like that. So there's quite a, there's quite a handful in there. Boys, yeah. presumably it's not related to the male gender. No, no, yeah, it's not. It's like boys is like when you're like, you know, when you're like best friends with someone, you're really close with them or like you spend a lot of time with them kind of thing. Would so, that be similar to fam? No, fam is different. What's fam? Fam is more like, fam isn't, it doesn't relate to like a specific... Fam is, fam does not mean family. Fam is like more like, you know when you're like, it's, it's an expression you use, like, fam, what are you doing? And you just kind of say it to someone. It's kind of like saying bruv or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas we're not boys is when you're describing someone, your relationship with someone. And like, if you say we're not boys, that means you're not like best friends, you're not like close. But, okay, so you say fam isn't family. I think, um, maybe not family, but it does uh, constitute friends, does it not? Like, oh, 
you know, yeah, having lunch with different. the fam kind of thing. But that's different because, like, yeah, because if you're like, okay, well, I don't know, I, people, I feel like people who use that don't aren't actually using slang if you say having lunch with the fam because that means having lunch with the family, right? Not necessarily with mates, like. Okay. Yeah, but okay, well, because. Most of the times I've heard the word family used is when you're like, when you're speaking to someone, you're like, fam, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's not, that's not necessarily like, that doesn't describe your relationship with them. It's just, it's just a word which you use to address them, to be honest. Whereas when, when you're saying someone, you're not boys with someone. But then you would have some sort of a relationship because you wouldn't be saying it, you know, to an adult in this, because you'd probably go for like, excuse me, what are you doing? Kind of well, thing. yeah, it's, maybe it's like, like, maybe it's like a link between you because you're a youth or whatever I don't know <laughs> but it's not but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like really really close but you do know of them I guess because you wouldn't say fam what you're doing to any young person would you no I guess there's someone who's in your group in your like social group you said boys you also said bear yeah that means like a lot so like if someone say like someone is chatting bears like they're speaking loads like they're talking so unnecessarily so like, like so I saw her, I see her around bears. So I see her around you like all the time. That's what it means. <laughs> you mentioned that speaking unnecessarily, that reminded me of one. Um, <laughs> you're getting too loud or something? Oh yeah. So when someone's getting too brave with their opinions or like or when they're speaking too much unnecessarily and it's just like, excuse me, you're getting loud now. Or when or when they're when they're too comfortable and they're staying things with or, or like they're pouring you or like they're staying things that they should not be staying. That's when they're getting too loud. So basically anyone that's making a point that you disagree with. <laughs> well, not really, no. No, it's when someone, like, when they're just exposing too much information and they don't need to. Or when they're getting way too brave, like, <clears throat> too comfortable with fighting. It's like, excuse me, what are you doing? It's more like putting someone back in their place. Like, don't get loud. Does it work? <laughs> um, sometimes, not, not all the time. If you say don't get loud to someone, do they, you know, shut up or do they continue talking? I said it's more kind of, it's not really about them. It's about, like, creating an impression on everyone else in the room. I mean, like, yeah, look, don't get loud. It's kind of like setting your boundaries. Do you know what I mean? And showing that you're not going to tolerate this kind of behaviour. <laughs> Slang, therefore, is in some ways more about others than it is yourself. Here's language consultant at King's College London, Tony Thorne. It's self-presentation and, and self-ascription. And, you know, the more deviant uh, that you wish to present yourself as probably the more conscious use of, of restricted codes and slang. Oh my god, are we going to find another snap? Can we not? <laughs> what is your favourite slang term? Oh, that's so hard because I literally, I use like, it changes like every week and I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because it's just, it's just the word that I use the most. I know you're quite interesting because you don't um, notice it specifically. It's more something that just happens, I guess, in yeah. your conversation. So, you know, tell me a story and let's see if any slang materialises. <laughs> tell me about your journey today. What, into uni? This isn't going to work. It might. No, but it might not. I know you had some points to make about particular flags that you saw at stations. So I got off the train. <laughs> I was at Westminster Station. And I got really gassed because I saw... There you go, gas. Guess what? <laughs> I got really gassed because I saw the stickers which me and my friend had stuck up the other day and they were still there. And I was like, yay, because I thought some waste man would have removed them by now, but they hadn't. They were still flourishing. And it was great. That's cool. So you got Gast and Waste Man. <laughs> they're not particularly new. I think they've been around for a no, while. No, they've been a lot. And they're, and they're widely used as well. I can't do it unnaturally. 
<laughs> it's interesting you talk about flag because um, there was another one that you noticed, I think, at a station, like a guy waving it. Oh, no, no. A guy was wearing an Algerian flag. I was like, oh my God, you're so broken. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> broken. <laughs> it's like when someone's just like, oh, I use this all the time, especially with like med students because um, cause literally they are actually broken. It's when you're just like, you're just in a bad place. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's kind of what you say to someone when like, there's just something actually wrong with them. So you're like, you know what? You are broken. Like... <laughs> you have issues. <laughs> you mentioned medical students. Um, I find that really fascinating because when you first described Guy's campus, you said it was dusty. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I thought you meant it genuinely because if you do go no. there, there, it's quite dusty. It's quite an old campus. It's been around for loads and loads of years. But dusty does not literally mean dusty, does it? No, dusty doesn't literally mean dusty. Dusty is like a word you use to describe something which is like just disgusting or like it's got bad vibes or it's just weird. And that's basically guys can't <laughs> summarise. <laughs> when did you start using Dusty? Uh, when I started uni, sometime around then. Yeah, that's what... Because I, I, I think I had my friends say it and I was like, I love this word. And I was just like, yeah, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. And it fits perfectly with guys campus. Guys campus is actually the definition of Dusty. It's interesting that that's, you know, managed to stay on in your language for, for the rest of the year. Yeah, because it's a good word. Do you know any <laughs> slang terms that you used to use that you don't use anymore? Well, in it is like a good word. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. I get tired of stuff. Oh, in terms of favourite ones, I really like jarring right now. I say that a lot. Like, it was so jarring. I love that. What kind of things would be so jarring? Um, oh, my God. So, like, the other day I went to Pret, right? And, like, they had the salmon and cream cheese baguette. And I was so excited because I love salmon and cream cheese, right? And they normally don't have... They normally just have, like, salmon sandwiches with, like, butter. And then, so I got the baguette, and it was a whole £4.50, like an entire £4.50, right? An entire £4.50. <laughs> an entire £4.50. And I got back to uni, and I ate it, and it was disgusting. It was like, the baguette was like plastic, and that was a jarring experience, because I was like so upset, because I was so, you know what I'm I was like so excited about this baguette. And I paid an entire £4.50, and I got back, and it was absolutely like disgusting. It wasn't even food, it was actually plastic. And that really, like, it hurt my soul. Like, and the cream cheese was, like, really, really, really thin. And, like, the salmon just didn't taste right. It was just really, really horrible. So that was an enduring experience because, like, you know, it really, really hurt me. And, like, it destroyed my soul forever. Mm. There's a lot of exaggeration involved in the way that you speak. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think that's part of slang? I don't know. I thought it was just how I am. <laughs> do you feel you've always been exaggerating but just in, in more, you know, less colloquial terms? Yeah, I do think I've always been like this, but I feel like slang really helps it. Like, it makes it sound better and it's more fun. Do you know what I mean? It makes it more exciting. I know you're involved in a lot of activism. Do you think slang can be used as a tool for social activism? In what way? Just the way that you present messages, I guess. Yeah, I can't lie. You know if, like, say, for example, you're, like, you're in front of a group of people and you just chuck in a couple of slang words like people find you more funny and relatable so it allows them and to almost it almost allows them to engage with the issue a bit more because it becomes you become a bit more human because you for them like they see you and they see you as a representative of the issue and when you start using more colloquial language they feel more comfortable with you like i remember um one of the organizations i volunteer with i actually started volunteering with them because the the main guy like he used some he actually didn't use slang he said a funny word like a young word 
oh, I can't remember what it was, but he said something. It begins with like a B. And I was like, oh, he's cool. And because of that, like, I instantly liked him because of that. And that's what encouraged me to then, like, sign up to volunteer, then to go to all the meetings and get involved in all the campaigning. So I can't lie, slang is actually, I, I guess, I didn't realise before, but I guess it is quite an important tool. So even just, you know, throwing in, sprinkling a few slang words in your conversation can actually get young people interested in the cause that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, maybe not necessarily interested in the cause, but it can... Because obviously, like, if they're listening to you in the first place, they already care about the cause. But you, I guess using slang can encourage them to actually get involved in actual campaigning and doing something because they see you as an approachable person and someone who they can kind of almost trust. Or, like, or they find funny or just normal. Like, do you know what I mean? Not like a really, like, patronising old person. And then it can encourage them to get involved more. It's interesting, that whole issue of, you know, non-use people using slang because I know you were saying that you know parents do it it's quite cringe and embarrassing so for who does it work and for who is it a bit too awkward well I wouldn't say it's cringe and embarrassing when my parents use it I should kind of find funny but it's also a bit like what are you doing um I guess if they used it like in front of my friends I'd be like wait what okay what like actually I think I'd still find that funny no I'd still find it funny I don't think there's, there really is a limit. I think I think the limit begins when it sounds really, really forced. And you're just like, okay, no. Because like, I know my, 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 my parents use slang, like, they use it because they think it's, like, a legit word. So it's funny, and like, I, I, like, I appreciate that. But if they were using it to kind of impress people or to impress my friends, I'd be like, ew, just stop, that's weird. It's no surprise that young people can find it mortifying when adults start speaking like them. Though being a father to a teenage son must come in handy when it comes to studying slang. Professor Tony Thorne. If he hears some new slang, he will report it to me. But he himself, he, he considers himself a bit above slang, I think. He can, no, no, he uses some of this awful... He does use, oh, it slays. Uh, he's a, a slayer one. and things like that. But kind of semi-ironically. But he absolutely doesn't want me to use any of it. and doesn't. Um, if I ever use any of the slang of... If he overhears me talking to people my age and hears any kind of our, of our terminology, he's so embarrassed and ridicules me. You know. Do you use words like slay and slaying? Yeah, like, you know, when I'm gassing up my friends' Instagram pictures, I'm like, oh, my God, slay, kill it. Or, like, you, you call them sauce. Like, yeah, what is sauce? Sauce is like, uh, <laughs> like, it goes from that song. Um, anyway, sauce is like, you know, when... It's, it's a word it's a word used to describe someone's beauty <laughs> you're like oh my god you're such a sauce like you're so hot that's basically what sauce means <laughs> I thought it just meant like great and attractive that's quite specific <laughs> I was not aware of that <laughs> well now you know do you like it when lecturers use it yeah I find it so funny and yeah and like, like so I have a lecturer and like he just swears all the time and I find that so funny too <laughs> Because I guess it shows, like, a, a sign of comfort. And also, like, they've spent so, so much time with people our age that they feel comfortable using the words that we use. Or they, they know it. They, they observe us enough to, like, know what we say. Back in the end of the 90s... Professor Tony Thorne. When the word pants meant awful, bad quality and disapproved of. And one group here at King's, I think it was this sort of restricted sociolect, kind of somebody's idiolect started using pants as a sort of affix, as a combining form. So it was sort of... Um, and even even they attached it to people's names. So Megan, one of their friends, became Pantscan. And then, you know, it, it was really embarrassing. And they, they hadn't realised how embarrassing it sounded until they told me about it, you know.
a bitter realisation that your slang isn't cool. Not a lecture you'll be forgetting anytime soon. Do you think it helps you concentrate more? It makes me a bit more engaged, I can't lie. Because they don't sound so, like, far and distant. They throw it in and then you, like, you suddenly, you're like... Because you know when you start zoning out in a lecture, yeah? And then they'll, they'll just throw in, like, a funny word and, like, you suddenly come back because, like, it's funny and then you listen for the next few minutes and then you zone out again. <laughs> it's just like you dip in and out yeah. at different times, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it does help, like... You mentioned that slang is an important part of your day. You know, you couldn't live a day without it. A lot of our day is spent on, you know, social media and messaging rather than spoken conversation. How would you describe the kind of slang that you use when you're messaging? I feel like I use it more when I'm typing, or maybe it's just I'm more conscious of it when I'm typing because I'm like, oh, I'm actually writing this word out kind of thing, and when I reread the message. But um, no, it is definitely reflected in... And actually, sometimes when I type something, I'm like, ew, what am I saying? And I'll, like, get rid of it. So, yeah, I guess it, it is reflected in. But I'm more conscious of it when I'm messaging. You're more conscious of slang in messaging than you are in conversation. But, yeah, but I wouldn't say fully fully more conscious because sometimes I'll still just say stuff but other times I'll be like wait what am I actually typing this doesn't make sense <laughs> got a message here okay truly you're deeping this when it's not even deep <laughs> we talk about uh, the deep end of a swimming pool <laughs> no <laughs> like deeping something is when you're like you you're, you think about it way too much you take it way more seriously than it needs to be taken. ironically something that's happening right now <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> oh, so jokes how would you describe your use of emojis? Because that can sometimes be reflected. Yeah, my emoji use has a lot of meaning behind it. Oh, I use I use the laughing face and the crying face so much. Like, loads. I do that all the time. Like, I, I'll sprinkle it so much. And Is that, that tears of joy? Um, It's more like when something's really funny, I'll put, like, laughs and cries. Like, just loads and loads of them. And then, uh, but you're realizing like it's not actually cool to do that, but I do it because it's my kind of thing. And then I'll use the I use the black moon and the sun like with the face a lot because I think they're just really cheeky emojis. And I really like it. And then I love the skull emoji because it's like you know when I'm dead, I'm like oh my god. Oh, and I love the sad face emoji because I just find it really sarcastic and funny. Oh my god! And I I use the smiley emoji when I want to be like when I'm really passive aggressive and I'm angry at someone. I just put the little smile like I'll send a really nasty message, but I put a smile at the end to be like really like mean. I love doing that. Yeah. Has that been influenced by people that you're messaging with, or is this, you know, your own identity and you're just, you know, presenting it in that way? Um, I think this is pretty much my own identity. I feel like everyone has their own emoji usage. Like, I excessively use emojis because I love them, and I feel like they have a lot to say. Whereas I know a lot of other people, they'll be very conservative with their use, or they just don't know how to use them because they don't know what each emoji implies. Like, I have a friend who literally said, can you teach me, like, emoji? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you start in lesson one? I didn't. I didn't even teach her. I was like, no, just stop. <laughs> she literally just uses the winky face emoji all the time. <laughs> it's jokes. Looking at the future of slang, what kind of things do you think will become more popular or words that are popular now that will lose currency? Um, I think, like, you know how I said bears, like bear? That's slowly dying out. I don't hear that much. Um, like, like, stupid terms like fam and brov and broski. Broski's pretty much died. Like, they're not going to be used anytime soon. Um, I feel like phrases are becoming really like popular now like really and truly with his chest um bougie what's bougie oh bougie bougie is like when something's really fancy and it can be like it can be like good and it can also be bad so, so like, like what a posh hotel or something 
yeah, like for example, Bush House is so bougie, but it's bougie to the point that it's uncomfortable because it feels like I'm in like a five star hotel. I'm just not ready for it. Um, bougie can also be really nice, like when someone's dressed really bougie, like they're dressed like in a really nice outfit, and you're like, oh my god, you look so bougie, like you look like you're ready to go like to like a fancy restaurant kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? For tourists that might be visiting London, um, you know, what sort of slang do you think it's important for them to know, or do you think they'd be able to survive without it? I feel like they probably will be able to survive without it because I feel like if you're a tourist, you're not really going to interact with the younger generation in the country that much because you probably feel like intimidated by them or something. I know. Well, you just probably. I, I just feel like you wouldn't. And I think a lot of the time when you do come face to face with like young people, it's when they're like serving you in a shop, and obviously they're not going to use slang then. So I do feel like generally you're okay without it. But um, if I were to recommend something, I don't know. Probably be like. Probably be more like. Probably words which are more broadly used like banter. I only noticed it when I when I when I say it to someone who like who's like who literally doesn't know slang at all like words which are really really normal to me, but otherwise I'm not sure. There's always been that argument from English teachers that you know the young kids don't know how to spell they're getting too obsessed with slang, um, and I think in the past it was seen as like oh it's just you know haters that are complaining about the next generation being creative and inventive, but you feel that slang has manipulated the way you speak in formal situations. Do you think that's something that could happen to more people? Do you think it's something we need to be more aware of, I guess? Yeah, actually, I can't lie. As much as I don't want to admit it, I do think it's a problem. Because <laughs> I feel like, for me, I can I can pull myself out if I just become really, really conscious of myself. But even then, that's a hard thing to do. Um, and I find it so hard. Like, I remember um, when I started A-level, I thought, well, maybe, it was, maybe even GCSE, I would write so colloquially, and it was a problem in English. I mean, it was, like, a really big problem. And I had to learn how to come out of that. And even now, like, you know, when I'm, like, writing an email, I, like for me I have to be really really pompous um but like to me that's pompous but to other people that's just that's it's just standard that's English just polite. yeah not even standard English but that's just like maybe I'm more polite than most people like in my emails are more like formal but for me it's like a big thing like, I have to be really I, I, I overdo it to the point where I'm laughing when I'm typing but by sending that e- like, when I actually send the email it just seems like a normal email do you know what I mean so I guess as much as I hate to admit it I do think it is a bit of a problem I do think we need to become a bit more aware of it and I think we need to be able to distinguish between like colloquial language and like formal language. And I think we need to become more accustomed to formal language because I know I don't use it a lot and is that's really not going to benefit me in the future. <laughs> language consultant Tony Thorne. The whole notion of appropriacy is what is key to slang. Is, you know, that it's nothing wrong with using it if you use it in the right context. But if you use it in the wrong context, it can create social unease. It can... It can seriously jeopardise your chances educationally, professionally. <laughs> At least you've noticed it now before yeah, it's too true. late, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, I really need to work on myself. <laughs> what sort of tips do you think there would be to just, you know, be, be more aware of that? You know, BBC <laughs> Question Time really helps. <laughs> because obviously, like, so like politicians and like really famous people are that they speak very well. So like listening to stuff like that and picking up on the language that they use is important and noticing how their language is different to mine works. The thing is, I read a lot and reading isn't actually helping. So I guess reading like is out. I think listening to others more. Yeah, listening. And like, I think imitating and practicing. I think practicing is actually important. <laughs> I can't lie. That sounds so bad, but I think in the future people are going to have to practice. <laughs> practice speaking the language that they speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily the language they speak, but it's speaking a really, really fancy version of the language that they speak. So you're currently making a wanted standard English speakers poster. <laughs> I'm finding it really hard not to use slang in my poster. <laughs> <laughs>
And I think another part of slang um, is like just being mean to people. I don't know if that makes sense. So like you're not necessarily using slang words, but like you're just being nasty to them. Like that's just a normal thing to do. So yeah, that's that's hard because in my post I'm being very demanding and I shouldn't be. <laughs> so it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Wish I could say the same. You wasted all of it, didn't you? <laughs> I have an exam on Tuesday. <laughs> At least to be more conscious of the words that you use. Oh, God. Let's hope so. <laughs> Good riddance. Good riddance. It's working already. Slangwa Franca was presented and produced by me, Samir Morali. Thank you for listening.